really, really the biggest thing is funding. Okay, if you if you're putting on an event, at the end of the day, you don't want to be turning around to a fighter and saying, "Sorry, mate, I can't afford to pay you." You don't want to be standing around to the officials saying, "Sorry, we can't afford to pay you." Ladies and gentlemen. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Are you ready? Keep this frequency clear. I know you're going to dig this. I am. Okay, here we go. Check, check it out. You're listening to the Martial Arts Media Podcast, where you, the martial arts school owner, gets insider tips and secrets from leading experts to help you build a more profitable martial arts business. Now, here's your host, the founder of martialartsmedia.com, George Faree. Hi, this is George Free, and welcome to another Martial Arts Media Business Podcast, episode 37. Today, I speak to another gentleman with multiple hats, which is Ross Cameron. And Ross, a former engineer, now I'd say serial martial arts entrepreneur, who is the owner of Aftershock, Fight Cross Gyms, multiple Fight Cross Gyms across Australia, and an exciting new grappling tournament event called Lockdown. And we talk a bit about that. Also going to detail about hosting events, how you can host your own events, and everything that goes with it. And it doesn't sound like a, an easy process, but obviously doable. So lots to chat about, lots to discover in this episode. So if you need help with your martial arts marketing, the digital side of things, Facebook, Google, email, converting your web, having a website that converts. We just created a Facebook group, which is a support group for a lot of the information that we are putting out. So I've been doing a series of online web classes, which you can find more about at martialartsmedia.com forward slash workshop. And we pretty much, we over deliver in giving away the strategies and methods that we use for top martial arts schools around the country and America and so forth. So the Facebook group is sort of a support group for that and we share bits of information and I'm, I'm starting to upload snippets of videos and things that could really help you build your business. So if you want in, it's a closed group. Um, all that you gotta do is go to martialartsmedia.group. So martialartsmedia.group and request to join. And if you're nice, I'll let you in, which I'm sure you're nice. <laughs> so but I've had to remove a few people that want to want to spam the service and that service and funny stuff. So yeah, I, I'm I'm very uh, I'm very onto keeping it clean and keeping it of value and not you know being one of those groups where people harass you and spam you and you know just use it for the purpose of marketing. I go with value first marketing if you need it. So that's what we are up to. So would love to see you in the group. That'd be awesome. Log in, say hi, introduce yourself. Be great to see you and connect with you there. For this episode, the show notes will be on martialartsmedia.com forward slash 37, the number 37. And that's it for now. Enjoy the episode. Lots of great value to share. Please welcome to the show, Ross Cameron. Good day, everyone. Today I am with Ross Cameron, all the way from Brisbane. How are you, Ross? Excellent. Thanks for having me on, George. Awesome. So I look forward to chatting to you about a few things. 
how I came across Ross initially was speaking to Stuart Grant from Westside MMA, and he was chatting about the lockdown events which they were having at their location. So we're going to be talking about lockdown, and we're going to also be talking about events in general. And Ross is a man with multiple hats, so this is going to be a exciting conversation. So welcome, Ross. Thanks. Yeah, no, we've we've got lots of events that uh, I'm involved with. Um, I'm the promoter for Archishock MMA. I'm a promoter for Lockdown Submission Grappling Series. I run Hammer Fight Nights, which is boxing and kickboxing. Um, and then I'm involved in Mixed Martial Arts Australasia, which is a sanctioning body as well. So, all right, cool. Lots so, of lots of hats. So, so let's let's go. Let's uh, take all the hats off and take a step back. So. How did you how did you get into the martial arts game and you know how did this all evolve to where it is now? Uh, I started off in, uh, doing judo when I was four. Fought internationally back in the eighties when the Karate Kid first came out. So I've been around the game for a long time. I've got traditional schools and a lot of traditional background, and MMA is just where it, the 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 sport's headed and where I my, my passion sort of been. Being a ground fighter and a striking fighter, it just puts puts it all together. So, so now you originally from Auckland. Did this start? You know, did your I guess the business side of the martial arts did that start in New Zealand, moving across Australia, or yeah, it sort of started in Brisbane because I was over here um, as a living student under a, a grandmaster Young Q Yun for about five years. Then I went back to New Zealand and opened some, some martial arts schools over there. Then I came back to Brisbane um, and then started off in my garage with, like, training my daughter and suddenly I had too many people and had <laughs> to take it out of the garage and started a school. So, yeah, and it grew and grew and grew. So now we've got uh, four schools around Australia um, and I keep promoting the events to back up what we do in the gym. Okay, cool. So, and that's that's Fight Cross, correct? Yes, that's Fight Cross. Yep. All right, cool. And and you say around Australia, so you're not just in Brisbane. You we have uh, one in Perth um, and three in Brisbane. So, a, a quick question on that: How do you manage a location that's not in close reach? That's pretty much right across, as a far from of, the country lot, you can be. A lot of it's. Uh, You've got to trust the people that, that you put into place. You've got to spend the time training them and making sure that they have all their systems in place and do it properly. And then you have to have your checks and, and balances in place. So you've got to be able to drill down into their systems and see what they're doing. So it's hard work. Everyone thinks it's easy to open another another centre, but it never is. Okay, so you so you guys are you know you're very tight on the following the exact same structure and same system in all locations. Yeah, yeah. I'm an I'm an engineer by background, so being an engineer, everything has to be systemized. So, so there's there's fight cross, and then then it started the events, I guess, afterwards. So how did how did that all get started for you initially? All right, I was looking I was looking for events for my fighters that would want to take the first step up to a fight to jump in. And I couldn't find anything that sort of fitted what I wanted my guys doing. They could either do BJJ or they could do uh, kickboxing or they were going to pro MMA fights. There was no amateur MMA really around the scene at, this, at the time. So I started Aftershock 
as an amateur MMA, what's now considered C-class rules. So it's padded, um, no head strikes on the ground, and limited, <laughs> limited striking standing up. So no knees to the face, but knees to the body, no elbows. So it gets them a good start where they can get in there, get a feel for what's, what the sport's like before they actually jump in and, and get an A-class and get elbowed in the face. So just stepping stones. And that's that's another reason we started our lockdown events is we needed another stepping stone to develop the um, grappling and wrestling side of the sport. We don't have collegiate wrestling in Australia. So we're, we're sort of behind the eight ball trying to catch up to the Americans and the, 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 the Turkish guys and all that, Russians and suddenly we're, we're struggling a bit. So just for everyone listening, can you, can you give a breakdown of what is, what is lockdown, what is the lockdown event exactly? Okay, a lockdown is a double elimination, submission grappling comp, judged on dominance and submission. You're not, you're not scoring points. You're there to submit and finish the person. It's run over a five-minute round, and if there's no winner in that five-minute round, they'll do a three-minute round. And we're looking for a submission. And the way it works is basically if you lose, you get put down into the loser's bracket and then you work your way back up into the draw. So you get at least two rolls compared to BJJ comps where you're getting one one roll or around robin where you're having to roll everybody and, and carry the injuries. So there's no striking and this there's is... There's no striking. Yep. It's done in the cage. So you get to practice your, your cage wrestling. So you get to work cage work. Your cage takedowns, pressure, cage control, very, very MMA orientated. So we're allowed like double leg takedowns with slams, so long as you're not slamming them on the back of the head, naturally. So, all right. So, so do you feel this is who, who's this really beneficial for? As a, I guess as a let's let's start with a a student. Would it be for someone that's transitioning to MMA, or would it be for like a pure a BJJ student? Uh, we get a huge mix of guys that come into it. We get guys that are pure BJJ guys. We get guys that are wrestlers. We get guys that are MMA. Japanese jiu-jitsu guys jump in there as well. Because the rules are not are not just ground or not just stand-up, we get a huge mix. We get judo – we get Olympic judo guys in there as well. So, you know, it's, it's a great – mix for the students to get in there and actually test their skills. We run different divisions, so we have MMA weight divisions, but we also have beginners, intermediates, and advanced. Does this attract in a different crowd of, of people? So, I mean, if you host an event, how would it be different to, you know, straight up a BJJ tournament or judo or so forth? We, and again, it's the mix. If you're, if you're a classical BJJ guy, I get, and I go to BJJ comps and watch it all the time where the guys are pulling guard and all the rest of it and suddenly they're up against a guy who's a judo guy who's going to throw them. They start to pull guard and the next minute they're throwing and they're, and they're losing position. So the mix is very interesting. Then you get, a, then you get say, a BJJ guy up against a wrestler. The wrestler's going to take dominant body position on top. The BJJ guy's wanting to play the bottom game and suddenly you're getting an, an, another dynamic in it. So it's really interesting to watch how they play the game and, and the styles against each other. Would you compare, like, let's say, 
the Eddie Bravo type tournaments is is this in comparison with that what would you say the not, core differences are not really because that's that tends to be a very classical brazilian jiu-jitsu type right um with with 20 minute rounds they can stall they can they can take the time for, to, to to play the half guard game they can you know just inch things out with you've got five minutes and you've got to go so the pressure's on from from right. from the start yeah. Okay, and then you were saying submission or dominance. So how would you actually score the dominance based on? Okay, so it's 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 scored very much like MMA. So MMA, a dominant body position, is you know side control, mount. So dominant body positions. Guard is not dominant. Okay, we're in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They scored guard as being a, a, a good position. It's not dominant in an MMA fight. So we score that as being the other way around. Right. So. It's, it's it's just those little things. So we're looking at it, scoring it as if striking was involved, but without the striking. I guess the flip side of that is what what is the downside of it? You know, in comparison for you know for a student that wants to go into tournaments and so forth, what would you say is the downside? Downside downside is just having another set of, another rule set to, to, to play with. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 I've got it. I've got it. Very successful young fella who who goes in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu comps and lockdown Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu comps because he'll do a, do a knee bar and then go, oops, sorry, that's not allowed in that division. Uh, okay, so that's the thing. It's just about those keeping that school school bases within the rule sets that they're actually working on. Any, anything else about the lockdown events? So we 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 we're expanding a lockdown around Australia, and we're running them sort of in each state. And our idea is that we'll have, um, or over the year we run points for not only not only the fighters, but we also run points for the for the gyms. So we have the top ten ranked gyms in each state, and then we have the top ten ranked fighters for each state for each weight division. And then later on this year we're having a Grand Prix where we're actually going to have the best from each of the state roll against each other for a prize and we're going to stream that live all right and and the prize uh, any cash cash <laughs> play for cash, cash. Is <laughs> <laughs> all right awesome it's a, it, it it sounds like a exciting exciting tournament so and now for let's say martial arts school owners how would how would school owners get involved with with something like this? How would it be beneficial to them? Okay, they can they can look on um, lockdown series uh, lockdown submission grappling series com, and the benefit to them is that one, it's a team building exercise. Two, it helps them teach their guys how to corner their their their, their fighters. Three, they're getting involved in, in growing a sport and developing the skill bases of their of their their crew um, in an area where we're lacking. So there's good good reason to be involved. Let's let's talk a bit more about events. Um, you know, how do you like, let's let's say. You know, what what's your advice to a school owner that wants to get started in running an event? Would you? Would you? <laughs> and you? And you laugh because and, and yeah. I. <laughs> it 
it, it, sound, it sounds silly, but everyone looks at events and goes, they're very easy. Look what you just have to do. They don't see the hours of work that goes behind it. Um, I have a, I have a, a, a full-time crew that run my events. We put on, I think there's 40 lockdowns this year. There's four aftershocks and there's three hammer fight nights I have got planned for this year. So there's, there's events on just about every weekend that we're involved in. The planning and the preparation to make an event run smoothly is huge. The funding behind it is so important. The understanding that you've got to have insurances. Um, I get phone calls from other promoters constantly asking me, how do we get insurance for this and that and the other? And I'm like going, you're actually on your 10th or 12th or 13th event and you haven't had insurance? You guys are crazy. Wow. And event insurance is not cheap. Looking after your fighters, looking after the staff, making sure everything's good. It's not as easy as people think it is, and there's a lot more to it than, than is perceived. So it's worthwhile for your local martial arts school to run events. It's at what level they want to run events. I would suggest most of them look at a lo something local that they can support that will help grow their team and get their name out into the community as marketing, develop their social media as their team's involved in different events. That's that's the smart way to play it. If you break it down in, in components, I've had, a, I've had a few guests on board and, you know, like a few things that have come up. Um, using the event psychology actually for, for marketing, um, I know Daryl Thornton in – in Melbourne had a he had a good strategy for actually his open day is an hour event and and it's great for just getting people in in, a, in an hour being able to I guess that confined time of having people in one area for one hour and then giving people a good irresistible offer at the end to join in and you know he, he gets about 70 70 plus signups on the day by ha having this whole strategy so I, I guess uh, you know school owners can learn a lot from from that component but going from you know your knowledge and what you do with with events, and being an engineer, of course. So how, how do you break it down in, in the components? Like, like, what's the first thing that you gotta gotta get down first, and then move from from that point? Okay, really, really, the biggest thing is funding. Okay, if you if you're putting on an event, at the end of the day, you don't want to be turning around to a fighter and saying, "Sorry, mate, I can't afford to pay you." You don't want to be stand around to the officials saying, sorry, we can't afford to pay you. You know, you need to have your funding, your sponsors, your, your venue, your, your day confirmed, and then your, your main card and start working backwards. And it's the biggest issue that I find in Australia with events, for, for, for MMA events, is keeping that card together. Being a, being a Kiwi, and, and, and I have a joke with a lot of Kiwi guys about it, and we keep saying that Australians don't like to fight. <laughs> but the Kiwis love to fight. You know, it's not too not too hard to get to get Kiwi boys that will stick on a card. It's a lot harder to get a lot of us, some of the Australians to stick on a card. And one of the biggest issues we have in Australia is pullouts for um, to go fight on another card. So they'll come up with a, an excuse like I hurt my toe, so I can't fight this week. I'll 
but I'm fighting the next week because it's okay then. The core cool part of the event then is who's the main card because that's going to be the attraction, right? Yep, correct. Yep. Having a good venue and and it sounds silly, but lots of people lots of people think going to a pub is the way to go, but most fighters don't want to fight at a pub show. Most fighters want to fight on an event. And there's a big difference between a pub show and an event. So if you're running an event, you've got to have good sponsors, you've got to have entertainment, you've got to have good lighting, you've got to have good access. So there's a lot of little bits that go together. And then you've got to have a good team to put it to, to make it work. All right, cool. So it's a lot of components. Then how do you go about the marketing? Where, where does the marketing start? Do you typically go through different clubs? Yeah, you've got it. <laughs> Your marketing's broad based, so you've actually got to go through. You've got to do a lot of social media stuff: um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You've got to go through the clubs and, and get the clubs involved behind you. Newspaper, and it sounds silly, but it's not, it's not actually the fact that you're in the newspaper that's going to get you the exposure you want. It's the fact that then you can release that to social media. <laughs> 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 yes. So, it's, yeah, there's a lot to it that that um, marketing-wise, the average person doesn't get. So it's it's knocking on the doors, it's the hours, it's going out going out late at night, putting flyers out through through the nightclub areas, and just drumming up interest. So it, it it's yeah, it's, it sounds like there's a lot of a lot of work in the you know just the infrastructure. I, I actually read once that. Uh, Event organizing was the most stressful job in the world. Oh, I, I would yeah. believe it. A lot of gray hair. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, I, I feel, I feel we, we're sort of touching the surface. I think there's still a lot that we can, we can talk about here. Um, anything else in the event spectrum that, that we can cover for, especially in, in, in thinking about the martial arts school owner here? What's the, you know, how can martial arts school owners really get involved and what's the best way they it's, can get something from the from events. As a, yeah, as a as a as a as a school owner myself, I really pick the events I put my guys on. I pick the events I put my guys on for, for two reasons. One, I want to make sure that, that they're sanctioned and they're and they're well run controlled events for the safety of my guys. Two, it means that my name's associated with good brands. Okay, so I won't put my I won't put my fighters on a, a few shows just because of the fact that that their reputation precedes them in a bad way, and I don't want that. I don't want my guys being put in a bad spot. I don't want my guys um, having to chase their money. I don't want all those things. So I go. I, 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 my guys fight on. Have you heard of Nitro? It's one yeah. of yeah. So my guys fight on Nitro. They fight on. Uh, Aftershock, they'll fight on Fight Little Cup, they'll fight on Eternal, they'll fight on good, reputable brands um, just to make sure that that's, that's the, the way it is. Well controlled. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, over the years I've learnt this. <laughs> so, so I've turned up there for fights and you're going, well, where's the doctor? Well, we don't have a doctor. Oh, okay, so uh, I guess I'm the medic then, am I? And I so it, over the years you've learned that, that the, the certain things that have to fall into place to make a good event. 
And those are the things, you know. I want to make sure my fighters are looked after by having having medical, making sure that they're looked after by having um, financial backing, making sure that there's insurance in place, making sure that the event's not going to fall over, making sure that, that, that there's no criminal element involved. You know? it, it, it's, it's All those little things have to be in line before I put a guy on a show. Now, how would you, how would you, because you've got all this experience and you know the event scene, but how would you as a school, and if you're entering into this arena, how would you, how would you go by assessing, you know, the, the risk elements of, of entering? Okay. I'd be talking, I'd be talking to other, other coaches and other reputable gyms around the area. Um, like you talked about Stuart Grant, like Stuart's a great guy. He knows what he's doing. Stuart and I talk. We can discuss what's going on in the industry. We can discuss what shows are happening. He gets it, you know. So if people want to talk to people, that's how you build the, the, the awareness in the game. I've seen it where you've got a guy who walks up to an event. His coach doesn't actually know what he's doing. The, the, the fighter's got no idea what he's doing. And you go, okay, so have you talked to anybody in the industry? No, no, no. I've just come from... Shotokan Karate or I've come, come from a traditional school and I thought I'm going to have an MMA event, a fight, and do you know how to wrap hands? No, I don't know how to wrap hands. Do you know how to do this? Do you know what, what you're supposed to be doing? So the best they can do is get on the phone and talk to them, talk to other people. Um, and that, I did that when I first got involved in MMA. I started bringing other coaches that I knew, talking to them, discussing what was going on. And now I... Um, those guys ring me back now and, we, and we're still able to have conversations about where their sport's going, what's going on with people. Is, is this gym any good? Do they have they have the right mentality behind it? All those things. Cool, Ross. Been awesome chatting to you. If, if people want to, because you've got lockdown and I mean, you've got access to a lot of type of events. If school owners want to get, get you involved, and, and I don't know which level you're available to be involved with, with events, but what's what's the process they would take um basically they can just shoot me an email um on my on, on my uh website so aftershockmma.com uh lockdown submission wrestling series dot com uh, fightcross.com they just shoot me an email i'll pick them up somewhere if someone if, if i don't someone will get them to me um and the other thing that 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 I'm involved with which will help all these these guys is the fact that this mixed martial arts Australasia is a governing a sanctioning body. It's set up by Chris Hazeman and Peter Hickmott and myself. Um, they don't know who Chris Hazeman is. Just Google him. <laughs> um, Peter Hickmott referees in the UFC, um, and he's involved in training with like the DSR um, trains um, sports combat in um, Tasmania as well. So he's well known without through the governing bodies around Australia. We run courses. We run courses on um, corner man courses, cut man courses. We run officials courses. We run how to wrap hands courses. So we cover the lot. So we're there to help train this, these guys that want to get involved as well. Good stuff. Russ, great, great chatting to you. And I uh, hope to be seeing you at a lockdown event pretty soon. Cheers, George. All right. Thanks. Cheers, thanks. And there you have it. Thank you, Ross Cameron. Don't those lockdown events sound awesome? I know they do for me. Look, 
obviously depends what martial arts you you specialize in i think it's exciting lots got lots of potential and um really hope that it all goes well for us and they'll be able to grow this into something substantial which it definitely looks like they are so that's it for me um again if you want to join us in the facebook group martialartsmedia.group so come and connect with us there come and say hi look forward to seeing you there having a chat and and seeing how we can possibly help your business awesome have a great week i'll be back again next week with an awesome episode and chat to you then cheers will conclude this evening's entertainment. Thanks for listening. If you need help building your martial arts school, check out martialartsmedia.com.